Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the August 17th edition of the Walker AC Experience. I'm your host, Walker AC, otherwise known as Adrian. That little clip in the self there was a little homage to Ric Flair. Don't know who he is. Google him. Trust me. I think you will be excited. And of course, this episode is sponsored by Podbean.com. You can always find us here under WalkerAC76.com. Podbean.com, that's walkerac76.podbean.com. More plugs later on as the show goes on the air. I'd like to send a special thank you to Miss Tina Piper um, for the double dose of the Saturday Matinee show, plus the secret show going on right now. Um, great show turnout. Thank you guys so much for downloading the show, commenting, emailing, everything of the sort in between. Stay tuned. We do have a couple of surprises coming up. And of course, you know, in life and success, you really don't want to give out too many surprises because, you know, if it doesn't come across well, you don't want someone to say, ha, you're, you're a liar and all that fun stuff like that. But of course, we start off the show with me looking at you and saying, how are you doing today? You do something well for yourself. Was today good? And once again, in this world, all you have is yourself and you matter in this world today now pretty interesting that i have had since saturday to come up with a show to do something you know special like i always try to do to, to entertain to provoke thought everything in between without sounding like a broken record or trying to stumble over my words i listened to my last show and a couple things that stuck out of my mind one of my go-to words as filler was the phrase you know i would say a few i'll say a few words and i'd sprinkle in a you know or listen to something else i'd sprinkle in a, another you know and that's the joy of podcasting because one of the main things they said when you do your own podcast is don't worry about saying um or er or going back to phrases as a time filler so i would say you know or erm and Yes, absolutely. Or I'll give a little half-hearted chuckle along the way. As my show continues to grow, I'm going to try to better myself a little bit and try to get out of the nervous habits and ticks and everything I try to do. So I say um and er and you know a lot. I'm going to try to get out of that. I'm going to try to think about more what I say and how this topic goes about. I wanted to do a show on stumbling blocks. I'm doing a podcast, but I rethought it because you really can't relate to it. You know, I really don't want people who aren't doing a podcast or aren't on radio to try to relate to something they've never done before. That's kind of silly. So I try to keep things local. I try to keep things relatable and how certain things work, certain situations of the sort. And going into it and doing public speaking, I find that as a major challenge to me. Now, for those of you who know me, 
No, I'm not really one to talk too much. I'm a very quiet person, very, very private person. And of course, that's come back to bite me in the bum a few times, being a very private person. I keep things to my chest. And so in doing a podcast and putting yourself out there and literally publicly speaking to anyone that has a forum to listen to my show on, it's very different. It's very interesting. I used to be very fearful of speaking in front of people, in front of crowds. One of the main things as a teen, or even further than that, growing up as a young child, I remembered in class, I never wanted to be called on. I was always under the assumption of kids are to be seen, not heard. Of course, in a different generation, when people will come over to our home, the kids would never speak unless they were spoken to. That's something that I've carried on you know, throughout my years you know, raising children or having an influence you know, over children and helping them grow and mature. That's one of the things I adopted. I never wanted you know, someone to interrupt my conversation, not necessarily being mean or cool or anything. I just wanted to teach children responsibility and being courteous, never interrupting unless you can say excuse me in the conversation. So with that, I remember growing up in Chicago, Illinois, going to Hawthorne Elementary. I believe, I want to say, maybe my fourth or fifth grade before I made the move to Florida. I remember one time where I was called upon to talk in front of the class. Now, keep in mind, it's a different generation. So, you know, teachers could literally tell your parents, hey, your son is stupid. Or, hey, your son is retarded. Or, hey, your son isn't learning the way he should. We think he's stupid. Stuff like that. I know it seems kind of harsh now in this particular generation. Because in this generation, you know, words definitely mean a lot. But I digress. I was called to the board. And I was asked to read a sentence with the word northern. For whatever reason... I was very, once again, I was very shy, very scared child. I stuttered. I had a really bad stutter. Don't know what it was, don't know what caused it, whether it be nerves, whether it was my asthma, whether it was just fear of people. I went up to the blackboard. Yes, blackboards, I know, look it up. Went up to the blackboard and I said a couple sentences and the word northern came along and that was the end of my presentation, and I couldn't get the word out. I literally could not get the word out. And most people are thinking, how is that possible? You, know, you read a word, you say the word, and the word comes out, and you move on. With the stuttering problem that I had, how I can only describe it as your brain wants to say something and get it out so fast, it has a hard time going to your mouth. So you trip over your words. Everyone has tripped over their words, of course. But I had a really bad case of a stutter. Now, for those of you who don't know what a stutter is, it's, once again, you trip over your words. Your, it seems like a record is skipping, or a CD is skipping, or an MP3 is skipping. It just goes over the same word over and over and over again. And this is a problem that I've had for many years. I still look after this day which still amazes me why I'm doing a podcast because in my early years, I can barely eke out a sentence. So back 
to the class. The teacher didn't understand why I cannot say the word northern. And I stood there, staring at the chalkboard, and I couldn't formulate the word northern. My mouth wouldn't allow me to do so. The breath of leaving my body, I couldn't speak. I couldn't breathe. And so the teacher thought I was just lollygagging around, and she said, Adrian, say the sentence. I would say the sentence, I'll get to the word northern, and I'd stop, because my brain cannot keep up with my mouth. And I was frozen. I couldn't say the word, because every time I would start to say it, I would stammer and I would stutter. Now, forgive me, I'm not going to give you an example, because obviously it's a very traumatic experience, being unable to speak a full sentence. So, the teacher kept me in front of the class for about a good five minutes. Now, it could have been less, but being a child, it seemed like forever. And I would constantly repeat the sentence, but I'll get to Northern and I would stop because once again, it couldn't come out. So I just sat there, the bell rang, the teacher pulled me aside and proceeded to scold me because I was wasting time and why couldn't I say it? And of course my pride at that young age was too much for me to break down and cry, but I muddled out very silently, I have a stutter. I couldn't get out the words. And so the teacher, once again, different generation, for the next couple of days would literally stop me as I walked into the class and she would say, say it. And I would take a deep breath and I would say Northern. That was their way of trying to get me over my fear, to get me past my stutter. Generational thing, tough love. It was what it was. It worked at its thing. Of course, now today it wouldn't work because the teacher would have been fired instantly, but neither here nor there. The purpose of the show is to talk about stammering and stuttering and tripping over your words and how my vernacular is the way it is today. So I'm giving you a little piece of me for the Walker AC experience for this episode. Now, there is a good moral to the story and it's something that everybody can relate to. You know, it's being nervous in front of crowds, having stage fright, or having an impediment that gets in your way as you grow older, or even still to this day that it still lingers. I'll provide more examples. Having this speech, the way I talk now, I've learned, still to this day, I'm still learning to stop, think, and speak. Now that phrase right there was taught to me by my mother at a very young age. Because, of course, being a child, experiencing life, you see so many things that grab you, so many sights and sounds and, and toys and things that grab you, and you get so excited and you want to speak out. That was my main character flaw. I could not speak out. I would get excited and ask my mother something, and I would stutter. Stutter to a point where I can barely get out a word. Once again, like a record skipping, or just... I don't know, really hard to compare it to because once again, this new generation didn't have records or CDs or anything, but you can imagine. And my mother, playfully sometimes, would tap me in the back of the head and she would say, stop, think, and speak. That's been going on for many years. So as time went on, as classes went on, I would sit in the back of the class 
because I didn't want to be called on. I didn't want to have any attention brought to me. I wasn't one of the cool kids, trust me, not by not by a long shot. A little small aside, I was a kid with zero fashion, wearing hand-me-down clothes, a big poofy 70s afro, tremendous, and thick Coke bottle glasses on a clear Diakasi Moscow. So you've got that picture. Now, once again, follow along. In the back of the class, one of the main things they did back then was, of course, we had our textbooks, we would read certain things, and the class I feared the most was history class. Now, the topic was tremendous, we learned about so much, but the teacher would have each student read a paragraph from a book, or a certain chapter we were going through that day. So, I knew in the back of my mind, there's chapter one, he's gonna read this, she's gonna read this, it's gonna come around to me, so this is a chapter I'm going to read, and I'm not gonna stutter, I'm gonna get it right, and we're gonna to go to the next person. Now, you can't really imagine the fear that a young child had because he knew when it was his turn, he would mess up. In his mind, he would mess up. Stammering and stuttering to an adult is really no big deal, but as a child, you know, that's the end of your world. So as Billy was reading his paragraph about history, and it was Mary's turn, and it was Becky's turn, and it was Timmy's turn, and I'm literally psyching myself up to read. I'm getting myself excited and pumped up and nervous and terrified all in the same vein. It was my turn to read. I read the first sentence. Very fast, very mumbled, and I was too busy trying not to stammer and stutter to where their teacher would say, Adrian, read it again. Biggest nightmare in the world. So I have to read it again. I would get nervous, my palms would be sweaty, and then I would stutter. And then the class would laugh because I never heard anything like that ever before. And once again, you have to picture this black child just stammering and stuttering over his own words, can barely get out a sentence, but have to power through this paragraph because the teacher knew who I was and knew what my grades were and knew I had all this potential but just a common fear of reading and putting myself out there in front of people. And me reading a paragraph seemingly took forever and I finally powered through it and stammered through everything. And it was interesting because your friends give you tough love, your friends find what your character flaw is and they jump on it. Some of my friends, I was known as Fro, Afro, or I was known as the stutterer or the stammerer or whatnot. And of course, kids being kids, they would tease me and everything because of the way I spoke, how I tripped over my words, my way of style, everything of the sort. But the main thing was the stutter. And oddly enough, every single day or every single class, they would read something and go through everyone and read. And I always had the hardest time. I would literally read the paragraph in my head to myself, knowing what words were gonna trip me up and what things I have to prepare for. And like clockwork, I would stammer and stutter over everything. We go from grade school to junior high to high school. And I got out of my bubble. I wanted to defeat the stammer, the stutter I had, the telling myself to slow down. And of course, I kept playing the mantra in my head to stop, 
think and speak. Stop, think and speak. Stop, think and speak. And during my travels in school, I have seen people stutter. I've seen kids stammer and stutter. And it brought me back to that faithful day. And I always had more patience. And I've always tried to be the big brother, I guess, to anyone younger than me who I saw that problem. And I digress. It's not really a problem. It's, I don't know how to explain it because stammering and stuttering isn't a problem. It's just the way your mind works. So I always try to coach them along with that. But once again, we're going to get back to that in a bit. So in my, what, sophomore, junior year of high school, I decided to join drama. And with that, I wanted to once again get out of my shell, learn how to talk properly, learn how to formulate my words, learn how to breathe when I speak. And drama class really helped me. Oddly enough, as much as I have a general disdain for the human public, I actually liked drama because it helped me learn how to talk. And of course, there was a female in class who was extremely busty who had a crush on, but, I, but once again, it's a whole nother story for another day. I learned how to act. I learned how to read dialogue. I learned how to pace myself in learning how to talk. And of course, one of the biggest compliments out of that was, Adrian, you know, you have a really, really good voice. Either it's either your voice is soothing or it's you have a voice for radio or you can announce things or they announce. But everything else helped me with drama. And I took a foreign language class. I took German, Kenstu Ingo, Ja, Ingo ist mein Freund, stuff like that. That helped my speech better because I made it a point to learn how to talk more, to learn how to slow down more and deal with my ailments of my stutter. Now, don't misunderstand, my stutter is still there. Of course it's still there. It will always be with me when I get really excited over something, something that I see or something that I want to introduce. I'm going to stammer over my words. I'm going to speak fast. I'm going to mumble. When I meet someone for the first time, I talk fast and they have a hard time understanding me. So I constantly, well, I chuckle a little bit and I make the joke of, I'm from up north. I talk fast. This is what I do. And in college, I did the same thing. I slowed down my words. I slowed down things I would say. I would subconsciously tell myself to stop, think, and speak. Stop, think, and speak. Now, to the moral of the story is we all have our ailments. And how we deal with them is, what's, is what matters, actually. And as I'm doing the show, and as I'm thinking about the show, as I'm getting excited to do the show, I found myself stammering and stuttering again. I had to restart my show. And I kind of made me chuckle inside a little bit to realize at age six, I could barely speak a sentence. I could barely talk to an adult. I can barely order anything for myself because I had the fear of talking in front of people. The jobs that I've gotten as I've got older subconsciously dealt with me dealing with the public, working customer service, working for a video store, working for a movie theater, working for a collections call place, working in a call center, working in storage where you constantly are talking and dealing with the general public. And once again, the mantra of stop, 
think and speak that my mother taught me many, many years ago that she still says to this day when I get excited around her because I'm so excited to share things with my mother and tell her all the good things that have been happening and that continue to happen in my life. She would still playfully say, stop, think and speak. And I would kind of sink back a little bit and go, okay, I understand. So we're just letting those of you out there know that if you have any kind of stuff that you see as an ailment, it isn't. It's something that you can overcome. You just have to look within yourself and try to find something yourself that where you can calm yourself mentally and look at something and make it your own. This stutter that I've had for so many years that I will have until the day I expire will never go away. I just have to take a deep breath. I have to stop. I have to think. I have to speak. And once again, in a million years, I've never thought that with my speech impediment that I would have a podcast. The most bizarre thing how life works out, I thought I would continue to be a professional wrestler. I thought I would continue to travel the world, which I am going to do more on that later. But I never thought that my voice would be my biggest asset. Never thought that whole entire world. I wanted to be a computer programmer. I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to do so much more with my hands and my brains more or less than my voice. I never thought my voice was my strongest asset because of my speech impediment, my speech pattern, my vernacular, everything that goes along with it. Now I'm noticing after three years, my most powerful thing is my voice because I've been told it's soothing, because I've been told it's a radio voice, because I've been told that I could be a phone sex operator. Look it up, people. That was a thing years ago, bizarre as it is. Anyhow, yes, I've been told that this particular voice never fit my body. I've had phone calls. And I've spoken to people, say, oh, when you come in, ask for Adrian. And people will come in and say, oh, you're Adrian. I never thought, and they would stop because they don't want to, they don't want to look, you know, or sound like an idiot thinking that I'm an African-American with a voice like this. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. So once again, the moral of the story is if you have any kind of impediment, any kind of ailment, make it your own. If you feel that you don't like the sound of your voice, record yourself. Make yourself your own little podcast. Make your own little YouTube video. If you don't like the way you look or if you've been told for so many years you're not attractive or whatnot like I have, but then show your face. Show your face more. Get your face out there and have everybody see it. Don't like the way you talk? Get a podcast. Don't like the way you look? Show your face, advertise your face, show off who you are. If you don't like your body, embrace it because you only have one. Of course, you can make alterations to it. You can tone it up, get thinner, get bigger, do whatever you wish to, but make what you have your own. Because we rarely, rarely look at ourselves in the mirror. And when I say that, I'm not talking brushing your teeth, combing your hair, plucking your eyebrows, doing whatever you choose to do to start your day. 
no one has really looked in the mirror in a while and really looked at your features. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and stared at yourself and looked at your so-called flaws and looked at the lines on your face, the marks on your body, the way you blink, how your hair looks, how your ears look, how your cheekbones look. When was the last time you looked in a mirror and really looked at who you were, looked at who you are, and really accepted that this is you? When was the last time you've done that? That's my challenge to my listeners out there, to my fans, to my friends, to my loved ones. Take five minutes and just look in the mirror and look at yourself from head to toe and really look at yourself and really appreciate yourself. Now, of course, it's a wonderful feeling to be appreciated by someone else. It's a great feeling. It's something that we all strive for no matter what we say. But take five minutes to look in a mirror and really look at you. Look at your hands. Look at your nails. Look at the lines. Look at the veins all in your hands and arms. Look at your chest. Look at your stomach, your hips, your thighs, your feet, your toes, everywhere. And really focus on loving you. Because no matter what, you can't love anybody until you love yourself. Because all you're doing is you're just wasting time from one person to another person to another person. Give yourself that self-love. You have a bad stutter? Love it. You talk too fast? Embrace it. If you don't like your skin? Learn to love it. Because once your time expires, are you going to be concerned with what someone else thought of you? How someone else saw you? Or how you loved yourself from the tippy top to your head to the very bottom of your feet? That's the moral of the story. You love yourself. You love every inch of yourself. And once you have that self-love, then I believe you can share that love with someone else. And you can make that great connection. And that connection will stay. And as for yours, truly, I love myself. It took me many, many years to really, really love myself. Of course, we can all take a compliment. Now, if we choose to believe that compliment, it's a whole other story. It's easy to give compliments. Tremendously easy. It's very difficult to accept them because we have a very different view of ourselves. It took me many, many, many years to accept the compliment that someone says, you have a great voice. You have a soothing voice. You're a handsome man. You're a good man. Now, I've been called perfect before, but I kind of scoffed at it a little bit because no one's perfect, but I think the compliment anyhow. I've never been used to having compliments, but nowadays, I get them quite a bit, and I smile. Even if I don't believe them, I nod my head and I say thank you. Because it's bizarre that I get more compliments than ever before. And I smile, and I nod my head and I say thank you. And I will gladly give one back. But the fact that I'm getting them now, these past few months have been just tremendous. And I smile, I nod my head and I say thank you. Of course, with my silly humor, I will make a little quip 
Like, oh, it must be talking about yourself. But that's neither here nor there. The moral of the story is you embrace what you have. Because you never know when your time is up. You never know when you don't have it anymore. So love yourself. Love everything about you. Now, I'm not going to say flaws. Because you're not flawed. Now, if you think about that, who says you're flawed? You say you're flawed. People who say that you're flawed, what do they know? They only know what you tell them. They can make assessments. They can make assumptions. But you know how we feel about assumptions now, don't we? When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. But that's another story for another day. We keep things light and positive here in the world of the Walker Racy experience. Now, here comes the fun part. You can always reach out to us at slackingmajestically01. That's slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. I thank you for your emails. I will always respond to every email you sent me. I've had some great ones here lately. Thank you for all the positive messages, you know, and everything in between. Of course, you can always comment on the show on podbean.com. I do appreciate all and every comment. I'll always reply. And of course, we are on 11 different platforms, 11 different platforms. That's a tremendous thing coming from two months ago when I was just on a few. Funny how life works out. You can find us under the Walker AC Experience on these free platforms. All you have to do is download them. Find the Walker AC Experience. Make that one of your favorites and you will get notifications when every show comes out. Whether it be the Walker AC Experience, Cerberus featuring Miss Bradley, secret shows that are sprinkled in when you least expect them, and the Saturday Matinee Show. Find us on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, TuneIn. Now, the good thing with TuneIn, we, the Walker AC Experience, on Alexa. So you can say, hey Alexa, play the Walker AC Experience. And voila, you get to hear this voice. Scary, scary. You can find us on Stitcher, Deezer, D-E-E-Z-E-R, Amazon Music, Player.fm, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, and my favorite, which I will brag about for eternity, Apple Podcast. We're on iTunes as well. That's a tremendous thing that gets, uh, that gets my eyes a little bit uh, watery when I say Apple Podcast. Never thought I'd be on iTunes, but ha, huh, here I am. I'd like to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in to the Walker AC Experience. Stay tuned, of course, for this Thursday, Cerberus with Miss Bradley. Of course, her content is, is always amazing. And on Saturday, the Saturday matinee movie review. Of course, we still welcome any kind of uh, obscure movie you want us to review. We'll always do it for you. And like I've always said, you have a voice. We want you to be heard. If you want to join the show, send us an email, drop us a comment, leave us your email address. We'll email you right back, get you set up for the show because I want everyone, and I mean everyone, to be on the Walker AC experience. This is not just a me podcast. This is not just a Miss Bradley podcast. This is not just a Tina Piper podcast. This is an everyone podcast, and I want everyone to be heard. No matter who you are, where you came from, what time zone you're in, or anything of the sort, 
you have her voice, <clears throat> you need to be heard. So once again, this has been a Walker AC experience. I have been Walker AC. And oh, before I forget, a little Easter egg for you. If you like the Walker AC experience and want to, to continue to support the Walker AC experience, go to facebook.com slash Walker AC experience. That's all one word, Walker AC experience. Buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a mug. We have the Henry the Fox t-shirts. We have the Walker AC experience t-shirts and hoodies, all sizes, all colors. Drop us a line. The shirts are $15. The hoodies are $25, not bad for a hoodie because we know how expensive hoodies can be. And of course we have mugs as well. And once again, stay tuned folks, the Walker AC Experience brand, we are a brand and we're gonna be expanding and some more news will be coming your way. And once again, until then, this has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian, you have been my fans, my friends, my family, my loved ones, and we'll talk to you again soon.